Welcome again to this ongoing podcast that we're looking at the Finance Act. Very happy to have with me here a very esteemed guest, uh, Corazon Ongoro. Uh, Corazon, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself. All right, Taita. So I'm Corazon yes. Ongoro. Yes. I work at PwC. I'm a senior manager within the Customs and International Trade Practice sure. at PwC Kenya. Sure. I have been with PwC now for about 11 years. Sure. Um, and uh, most of that time has been spent doing a bit of VAT, excise duty, and now custom. Okay. Okay, excellent. Anything in the Finance Act around customs? I think there's a lot in the Finance Act that we probably wouldn't think affects customs, mm -hmm. but it does. Mm -hmm. So let me give you an example. You like fish? I love fish. So so fish is now going to be subject to excise duty, imported fish, that oh, is. wow. Yeah, so if you like that kind, then the moment the fish comes through, then you're going to have some import duty, which, by the way, is going to go high. Maybe I'll talk about that um, a little later, but it's going to be import duty. And then on top of that, you'll have the excise. And then on top of that, you'll have some VAT potentially. Yeah, uh, maybe the VAT people would know whether uh, fish will attract uh, VAT actually. But that's going to be the impact for anything that is now going to have a higher uh, transactional tax on it. Okay. So everything that okay. is touching on VAT okay. or excise okay. will have Understood. a... Yeah. Understood. So you're recommending me to go look for another diet. No, I'm joking. One of the things that really strikes me, and this is something I want you to clarify to me, Corazon, is that I find that, uh, you know, every country in the East African community tends to ask for stay of applications on custom duty rates. Um, and I just wonder, I always wonder, do we really have an East African customs union? with all these days of applications? I think we've made strides as far as uh, putting together the customs union. It's not perfect, mm -hmm. but you do raise a, a valid point. And here's why. So uh, since 2016, 2017, thereabouts, um, the, the East Africa Community Common External Tariff, which is like our harmonized system, Mm -hmm. for tariff classification mm -hmm. has been going through a comprehensive review mm -hmm. and that was completed in uh, last year so much so that we had a new version of the the CET in 20 first July 2022 mm -hmm. but in this year's gazette notice there are so many changes that are touching on the CET mm -hmm. there are rates that are going higher mm -hmm. but even with those rates being as high at 35 percent mm -hmm. yeah because we used to be at three bands we were at zero percent ten percent and 25 percent mm -hmm. and one of the key changes was that we went to zero percent ten percent 25 percent and then a higher rate of 35 percent okay. but even with that 35 percent okay would you believe that countries are still asking for a stay so that they can either get a 35 percent or some uh duty rates a specific duty rate that gives a higher yield of duty okay so it's still so um, prevalent these days and one of the things that was touted as an advantage for the for the comprehensive review was that we would have much lower much fewer stays so i think that's something that countries should think about okay yeah okay interesting was there anything interesting or unique that you saw in the uh east africa uh, the eac gazette there are some unique things mm -hmm. um i think for kenya 
One of the unique ones is uh, that we'll now have a higher duty rate on a lot of motor vehicles. Okay. Motor vehicles that we've traditionally brought in at 25% of duty okay. are now going to go up to 35%. Okay. And I think over the last few months, you've seen how, um, you know, people selling motor vehicles uh, have been saying they're struggling. Yeah. So the units are not being taken uh, taken up as much as before. Yeah. So that's going to be a problem for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other thing that of interest that I would point out perhaps um, across the EAC, we are seeing uh, Uganda, I mean, Uganda, Rwanda and Burundi have uh, decided to ask for a stay of application of the CET rate on anything that they will import for a project um, which is going to be carried out under special operating framework arrangement with the government. Mm. Yeah, so no duty on anything. That's for such a project. Yeah. Yeah. And we're starting to hear that term. I mean, it's a term that I, <clears throat> I think I started seeing in the Finance Act a year or so ago, the special operating framework arrangements. Is that what we're going to be seeing now going forward? Uh, special operating framework agreements and exemptions for special operating framework agreements. I, I, I don't know because, uh, of course, we've been tinkering with that for the last maybe maybe three three, four years now because mm. it, it surfaced even before COVID. Okay. But um, what I haven't seen Kenya do is to attempt to give the duty-free um, provisions that uh, say the Uganda, Rwanda and Burundi have sought. Mm -hmm. So that's something that perhaps Kenya needs to think about. Okay. Not just exempting the local taxes, but also the, the taxes on imports. Ah, okay. Yes. And then um, maybe one other question that I have is around manufacturing because I think customs I think is either used as a tool uh, to kind of promote domestic manufacturing um, and I'm not sure how successful that 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 customs is as a, a tool for that uh, but sometimes there are also some negative aspects of tax policy that affect manufacturing so if you were advising manufacturers on what they should be doing for this fiscal year 23-24, uh, what would you be telling them? So I think the partner states have done um, a decent job of trying to to protect their own industries here. Yeah? And, and uh, that's how come we have remissions that are granted for inputs and raw materials so that mm. people don't have to pay the full duty or even don't, don't have to pay any duty at all. Mm. Uh, but I think the, the trouble usually is that uh, manufacturers then tend to get very comfortable mm -hmm. because as long as you get those uh, incentives and you are focused on the local market, mm. then you're happy. You're being protected. All you need to do is service the local market. And I think the losers become consumers. Yeah. Mm. But what businesses should be thinking about um, is to try and make themselves competitive mm -hmm. for markets outside of Kenya. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, um, all of these incentives that you have under the East African community or even COMESA and now what we are expecting under the Africa continental free trade area, mm -hmm. if businesses could take those incentives and use them to the advantage and grow so that they can service a wider market, I think it would be really good for business. Mm -hmm. but, if it, uh, but beyond that, if you think about you know, the environment within which we are operating, businesses want to be um, want to recognize that we're going to have a very, very aggressive customs authority. That's, that's, my, that's what I reckon. Mm. And because of all of the, the revenue 
considerations. Yeah. Mm. So businesses want to make sure that they are compliant. Prioritize com- compliance is what I would say. Sure. Because you don't want to be caught out and have to pay some very nasty interest and penalties. Mm-hmm. And um, later this year, we're expecting changes to the customs law. Um, and its regulations and and some of the driving reasons behind that change is that fines will go up to take care of inflation and the economic environment so you don't want to pay more okay yeah excellent i'm just gonna throw you one last question because you mentioned about this sort of interlapping or overlapping trade agreements and businesses taking are businesses aware of all these agreements and where how to take advantage of these all these trade agreements that we are part of now i think to some extent they are but i think a lot of work still needs to be done, done. to to let people know and and make people aware and especially micro small and medium uh, size enterprises okay and and i think there there are efforts towards that yeah just trying to get people to understand what's available for them okay uh, but a lot of effort also needs to go into businesses being part of the you know the formulation of these agreements okay. because then you're able to contribute to okay. what the agreement looks like in the end okay yeah Excellent, Corazon. Uh, thank you very much. I'm gonna I'm gonna close it here, Corazon. But I really did enjoy this discussion. I think you've cleared up quite a few things for me, and I really do welcome you back uh, to keep on tell, talking to us about customs. Thank you very much, Corazon. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by PwC. The views expressed herein are the views of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the position of PwC. All rights are reserved. PwC refers to the Kenya member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see the PwC website for further details. The podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.